1: to. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's slash therapy30.
0: I do think even if Bosa is out, I just have a lot of faith in this line to still get a significant amount of pressure. Do I right. think it will be at the same level? Probably not, right? Nick Bosa was. Mm-hmm. You know he was he was uh, as of two weeks ago, I believe his uh, pass rush win rate win rate was uh, at hovering around twenty five percent, or his pressure rate was twenty five percent, which meant that one out of every four rushes he's pressuring the quarterback. You're going to miss that no matter what. And I I my hope is with the gauntlet that is coming up for this team, right? Home to the Chiefs at the Rams, home to the Chargers, they they really need Nick Bosa in those games. And so it would make no sense to me to see him see the field at all against Atlanta. I think they still have enough with Ebukom, with Drake Jackson, with Kamiko Torre, with Kerry Heider, with Charles Amenahu. They still still have a murderer's row of edge talent that can step in and step up uh, against this team. And you may even see uh more of big ends on each side because they're less worried about pass rush and more worried about uh you know stopping the run. So you mm-hmm. may see more Charles Amenahu carry Hyder combos or Charles amenahu and Drake Jackson combos, right? Bigger guys mm-hmm. on the ends. Um although Drake Jackson is a is an athletic freak. That guy yeah. is yep. two hundred and seventy pounds and he does like, you know, full layouts and you know, mm-hmm. I think he can do a standing backflip. Like the dude is the dude is oozing athleticism uh, but he is still a bigger guy and so if you've got those two on the end along with Ridgeway and Givens inside um, you know I, th- I think they have a good shot of, of stopping the run against Atlanta and and again if they if if Atlanta is forced to pass uh, I, I think they can still get a, a good amount of pressure but I think you're right I think D'Amico will dial up some stuff uh, that you know we probably haven't seen before just to you know, just to to get the kind of pressure that that you're used to seeing, so that you can help a secondary that is
1: no longer at full health uh, with Mosley down now. And can we talk about how good of a signing Hassan Ridgway has been, or how good of a pickup that's been? He's been fantastic. Like it's not, yeah. it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but no, he's been eating up blocks. He's been eating up double teams. He's been he's been able to free up some of the other guys behind him. Like the plays that Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw have been able to make, and and Hafanga to some extent as well because there's blockers tied up on the offensive line and Hassan Ridgway in particular, stepping in for Javon Kimmel, who's injured again. I mean, he's done, he's done an amazing job. And I think that that's one of the more underrated signings that they've had this year. Uh, obviously the most, the most underrated being Mooney and how he's performed, he leads the league in pass breakups. We mentioned that before. And, and I think that teams will start going away from him because why, why would you keep testing that when you have most likely a rookie on the other side? So yeah. we'll see, man. We'll see. Like Womack is going to be tested, and the or the whoever's over there, or whoever's over there, going to be tested. Whether yeah. it's Womack, Ambry Thomas, Dante Johnson, they'll be tested. So they, they don't throw the ball well, right? We, you know, they've been running the ball well, but you know, they're in terms of passing yards, they're thirtieth in the league in passing right. yards. Yeah. And the other flip side of that is that they also don't defend the pass very well either. They're twenty ninth in pass defense. So. I think that flipping this over to the other side, actually, well, one more thing about the defense. Uh, mm. The Kim Law thing reminded me of something. So I put out a stat earlier today on Twitter that said that uh, Javon Kim Law in his career has played in 21 games. He so mm. far in his career has missed 17 games, right? If you do the math, that's 17 games it's missed. And your first round pick missing as many games as he's played is a huge, huge. I mean, I. I feel bad because you know injuries happen to guys and you can't control that. But I think that you know comment Derek Brown. I mean, I would love if Derek Brown would, would be a niner. I think that's a real underrated signing if they could pick him up and and if they shout have out. the.
0: the say shout out to Peter Lucas. Peter, how's it going, buddy?
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think that that is it. That's an issue that they're going to sort out. He's got a fifth year option coming up that they're going to. Either pick up or not after the, after next season. So, what do you do with that? Because you don't know what you have in Javon Kinlaw when he's when he's played. He's you've seen him make strides. Like the beginning of the season, he was playing very very well. The game before he got hurt, I felt like was his best game ever as as a pro. He was constantly in the backfield. That that Bears game in the first game of the season, he was he was very very disruptive to Justin Fields, and it just hurts when your number one D tackle, who you're counting on. Cannot stay healthy. So I think that that Hassan Ridgeway pickup is that much more important in that sense. So, um, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I, you know, and and it's interesting because what Ridgeway is this year is what I think they wanted out of, um, and I'm blanking on the guy's name. They signed him last year. He was with the Panthers. No, uh, no, Mo Hurst was going to be great. And he's just, again, had freak injuries. No, it was he didn't even oh, make it out of God. camp. Um, but like I said, he was he yeah, was yeah. uh he was on the Panthers. I can't remember his name, a D tackle they signed to essentially do what it is that Ridgeway is doing now, which is just be a run stuffer, right? Just be clog the lanes, take up more than one blocker, right? Do all the gritty, dirty things that nobody notices or nobody cares about, but are tantamount to your defensive line and your linebackers playing the way that um, you know, playing the way that, that they do.
1: Um, and so, yeah, a, Ridgeway Zach, has been, Zach Kerr. Zach thank Kerr. you, Zach Kerr. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was, he was yeah. number two. In the, the, he was the second highest rated player on the defense via PFF that year, the year before the night Right. Right. He was yeah. Yeah. Didn't
0: even make the team out of, out of camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody said, uh, feeling on Armstead, maybe heading to the IR. I believe they already did place Eric Armstead on the IR. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this will be the second week of his IR stint. And so uh, he won't be eligible to be back until uh, that that game against the Chargers. And I imagine he will. Armstead's issue is plantar fasciitis, which – I uh, I am a Sac area native. I still live in the Sacramento area. There is a store here called the Goodfeet store. And at one point they had Peja Stojakovic as a, as a spokesperson. And all I can remember from those commercials is the way that Peja Stojakovic said plantar fasciitis was like plantar fasciitis. It was like, <laughs> uh, maybe get, you know, maybe not have Peja as, as the guy saying that, but anyway, <laughs> Um, and that's one, that's an injury that you just really is just, he's just going to have to manage. And, you know, unlike Kinlaw prior to this year, Armstead has been a, an iron man for this team. And I think the other thing that is so difficult about the Kinlaw situation, it's twofold for me. One, uh, oh, the gentleman that asked about Armstead said he had, uh, he's had plantar fasciitis, uh, in both feet and paid a lot of money to the good feet store and it worked. Hey, hey good, feet. Go. good feet. Good feet. I know how to website, no podcast. Let's go. <laughs> um, oh, uh, the great David Benilla told us the arm set is not on the IR. Okay.
1: So okay, um, when, when the boss, yeah. when the boss comes and tells you, then that's that right. means that, that that's true right? whether, whether it's true or not, the boss comes in and all right, that's right.
0: <laughs> um, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the, the, the thing that's, as a fan, right, when it comes to Kinlaw, it's twofold for me. One, the you see, you see the potential, right? And like mm-hmm. you talked about, he was so disruptive in the Bears game and then uh, also in that Broncos game, he was mm-hmm. collapsing the pocket, right? He's so disruptive and he's so talented and he just cannot stay on the field. And the mm-hmm. other thing, the flip side of that is they got rid of a guy who does stay on the field and was productive when he was on the field and Force Buckner, right? And it's hard not to look at it and go, they chose Kinlaw over Buckner. It's it's more complicated than that. I understand that, right? Because it was it, it was essentially a choice between Buckner or Armstead and Ward, right? What they signed Armstead and Jimmy Ward for is what it would have cost to sign Buckner. And so they made a financial decision. I get it. Like, I understand that I, I, and I don't necessarily fault them for it because Jimmy Ward has been excellent. And Eric Armstead has been great. I think Eric Armstead absolutely has lived up to that, that contract, but it's hard not to think that Kinlaw is a direct replacement of DeForest Buckner, an iron man at the D tackle position and, and Kinlaw cannot stay on the field. And so like you said, you know, his fifth-year option, they're going to have to make that decision after this season. And I don't know. I I don't know that they will. I don't think that they should. It doesn't mean that he can't, you know. Jimmy Ward had had a reputation for being injury-prone and, and whatnot. And, and before this season, right, he had gone, I think, three, three straight seasons without – a significant injury, but I just remember he's had such bad luck with broken bones. And again, he broke another hand. It's like, what, what is going on? Like he has broken arm one time, like just a weird, just freak injuries for that guy. But, but yeah, I think you're right. Ridgeway has been a huge underrated signing. I don't think there's been a signing, a free agent signing uh, that the 49ers had this off season that hasn't paid huge dividends so far this season. They've had a great, great offseason, including the decision that really angered me, which was bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo looks like a stroke of genius now. Right. So mm-hmm. great job for the front office. And now the question becomes, does all this depth that they've put together, can it, can it amount to wins? And, and we're going to see starting, starting this week. So we talked
1: about the defensive side of the ball. Let's look at the offensive side. Also, to your point, actually, before we move on. Oh, go side. ahead. Defore, Defore, you talking about DeForest Buckner, right? So I have his, I have his uh, stats up here in terms of games played. So games played, 2016 as a rookie, 15, 2017, 16, 18, 16, 19, 16, 2020 His first year in Indy, played 15 games. 2021, last year, played all 17 games. 2022, this year, he's played all five games. So, so he he's has missed, missed two games. Two games in his entire career. So I, I, I get it. I totally understand, you know, because the best ability is availability, right? In, in sports. So, and, and when you're a young player, Kim Law was very much like a raw sort of prospect as well when they drafted him. And there was a lot of, it was one of those like high ceiling, high ceiling low floor sorts of picks when they, when they drafted him. And they knew that he had knee issues, but they're hoping he can overcome them. He has not been able to overcome them. And it's almost similar to a Trey Lance situation where when you're a young player that's raw, you need reps. And if you yeah. can't stay on the field for those reps, it is going to hinder your game and your development. And in the NFL, where literally the, it's next man up—I hate to be cliché—it's next man up—you have a situation where Hassan Ridgeway stepped up in Javon Kinlaw's absence for a fraction of what J- Javon Kinlaw would get paid long term, and being able to give you similar production out of that role, or you know, like a Mohurst last year, right? Something like that, where you've got guys that are reliable that cost a fraction of the, the money that it does to get a sign a first round pick. It's a very, very kind of precarious situation then if you are yeah. Javon Kinlaw. So I'm not saying he should be cut. I'm not saying he's a bust. All I'm saying is that I hope that he can get better so he can see the field so that he can develop because this defense, when Javon Kinlaw is playing at his peak, it's better. It is better. Exactly. Yeah. It is much better. So we'll see about that. So anyways, you're talking about offense. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I say, and to your point, to end that, Kevin Gibbons, undrafted free agent, right? So, yes. Again, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 Kevin Gibbons has been great.
1: So, you know, Chris Crochet, and he's he's been, he's done an amazing job. Or Arden Key, Arden Key had a fantastic year, and he you know he tanked oh, yeah. off of that, and mm-hmm. the, like he's just been able to do wonders with that defensive line. So it's almost like Kyle is with running backs, like that's how like. The defensive line is right, like, and I yeah. think that DJ DJ cashed in right. Like we, I don't blame him for that.
0: Yeah, he was. I agree. Uh, we have story, a comment so. that said, "Wish we could have kept DJ." I couldn't agree more. Wish we could have as well, but DJ earned his bag and yeah. is playing really well in Denver. So kudos mm-hmm. to DJ. Love that guy. Uh, yep. Love DJ Jones. But one thing that they did do this this season, right? Their sixth round pick, which nobody talks about because he was injured when they drafted him, Kalia Davis out of. Uh, I believe it's UCF, I think, is where he went. Uh, They drafted him in the sixth round this year. Uh, Very much a DJ Jones clone in terms of size, motor, all of that. And he's just kind of chilling, rehabbing from a knee injury that he got at the end of his college career. Uh, I'll be excited to see uh, what he looks like um, coming into uh, next season. But defense, which is fun to talk about because the 49ers have the best defense in the NFL Mm -hmm. Period. Right. I don't think there's any argument. I don't think you can get any argument from anybody. I think the only other team that could could state claim to that is is the Bills. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and it'll be interesting to see the Bills play the Chiefs this week and then the Chiefs play the 49ers next week. So the Chiefs have quite the tall task ahead of them.